Thanks for listening to the Pop Culture Cosmos and the PCC Multiverse. Check out more great podcasts today on one of these awesome affiliate networks. You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. The Tangibound Network. Check it out. Tangiboundnetwork.com. Listen to this show, the latest episode, every time. A proud member of the Good and Geek Network. The opinions expressed are those of each individual. Check out all the other geeky podcasts over at gunnageeknetwork.com and get ready because geekiness begins in 3, 2, 1. On this week's show, Avengers Endgame is finally here. And we break down what our thoughts are on the biggest movie of this generation. Plus, why you need to get out your bullhorn and what's going on with the next Bond, James Bond. All this and more as we reach our next stop, the PCC Multiverse. Don't be alarmed. The quasi-shimmering light before you is a trans-dimensional gateway to other worlds, other voices, other thoughts, and other realities. Up feels like down, and down feels like the number seven on a Wednesday morning. Don't worry. That quivering, blood-boiling sensation under your eyebrows is all a part of the charm. Welcome to the PCC Multiverse. And we're back with another episode of the PCC Multiverse. This is Gerald Glasser from Pop Culture Cosmos and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great programs. But it wouldn't be a PCC Multiverse without my good friend. He is our Avenger of Humanica Media. You gotta check out everything that's going on today at humanicamedia.com, Humanica Media on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and so much more. It is my good friend who will be palling it up with me this weekend as we watch Avengers Endgame doing our charity night and so much more. It is my good friend. It is Josh Peterson. The weekend's here, my friend, and I'm so glad you're going to be up here in Vegas to spend it with me. Right, right, man. We're just going to be palling around, doing some video game tournaments and shooting the breeze, watching some Avengers Endgame. A lot of stuff going on this weekend. It's almost overwhelming. It is almost overwhelming. And you know what? On top of that, we'll be doing a live panel at the Level Up Expo, too. Let's not forget that. Thank you for reminding me, actually. I need to go online and get my pass into the Expo still. Absolutely. You know, everybody that's going to be hearing this on Friday and the weekend, you still have time to get passes. It's going to be at LVLUPEXPO.com. That's LevelUpExpo.com. We're going to be there on Saturday at the Level Up Expo with our own Pop Culture Cosmos Live, which is going to be taped for the following Monday. We're going to be talking about Avengers Endgame, Days Gone, Mortal Kombat 11, and so much more. We've got 90 minutes to spend there. Vettius is going to be there. We're going to have a whole bunch of fun. A lot of our great guests from the past and a lot of our regulars are going to be there as well. So hopefully you get a chance to join us Saturday, 3 p.m. to 4.30 p.m. and enjoy the entire experience Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at the Level Up Expo. For tickets, once again, it's lvlupexpo.com. That's levelupexpo.com. But it is going to be a great episode. Yes, we are going to talk wall-to-wall Avengers Endgame. There's going to be a lot of that going on. Plus also as well, Sam Petrolia from Bullhorn. You got to check out this awesome podcast app. It's available right now on both the Android and Apple app stores. It's right there for you. It's so easy. 
It's such a great interface to use for all your podcast needs. He's going to explain why you need to go ahead and start using it for your next podcast app coming up later in the program, plus his thoughts on Marvel Avengers Endgame, his Marvel memory from the MCU, and also a lot of Game of Thrones talk as well because he is a huge Game of Thrones fan. It was awesome to talk to him. I wanted to get him back on the show, hopefully sometime in the near future as well. It was such a pleasure, and you'll hear our first interview with him coming up a little bit later on right here on the show. Plus, also, we're going to be talking about the latest announcement for James Bond 25. That's coming up. Just a couple minutes to touch on it on the show as well. But it's here, my friend. It's here. It's here. It's here. By the time you listen to this, we have probably already actually watched and seen Avengers Endgame. How excited does that make you feel, man? I am crazy excited. I was actually watching Infinity War earlier today, and I just kept thinking about where's this going the whole time i was sitting there watching it so i'm i'm really excited i can't i mean honestly i know like we're all about box office predictions and story predictions on this but i i can't and i don't want to make any predictions on this movie because all i'm seeing right now and i'm super grateful for the internet to not spoil this for me all i'm seeing right now and i know a lot of the reviewers have seen it the scores are out and all that stuff yada yada but I love how the only thing they're really telling you is when is there a good moment to pee during the movie? That's all I need to know. That's really the only important thing to me. And if you check out our Facebook page, Pop Culture Cosmos, I actually posted a story that was done on an app that's been around for years that actually notifies you when is the best time to go on that bathroom break. And so you can check it out as far as if you want to use it, install it before you head on out to go see Avengers Endgame. But yes, it is here. It is just awesome. I'm telling you right now, the word on the street is very, very strong. Reviewers all over the place are giving it high marks. It's actually, as of this recording, it's got a 97% fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Metacritic is really high as well. So there's some really great feedback on Avengers Endgame. The people are saying some really cool, cool things about it. And we just, like I said, it's going to be an awesome time. Remember, it is roughly three hours, a little bit more than that long. So got to be prepared for it. Go into it knowing to expect you're going to be there for a little while, but you're going to get a complete type of environment when it comes to the whole saga being played out in front of your eyes when it comes to this phase of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I will tell you that in its first 24 hours, roughly, give or take an hour or so, it has earned over $100 million in China. And that is by far and away the biggest 24-hour debut entry into the Chinese film marketplace. And it's just people are just going crazy over there about it. And yes, there is some actual uh, pirated footage, but it's really grainy. It's really bad from what I hear. So you don't even want to touch it. You actually want to go out into the theaters. You don't want to spoil it for anybody else. All the news coming out from it is just that it's really good right now when it comes to Avengers Endgame. You're the idea, man. You're the guy that's that just rounds and shapes everything out as far as what's going on with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You know I'm the numbers guy. So I got to ask you, my friend. If you piece together what happened before with Avengers Infinity War, since China actually debuted Infinity War at a different point in time than most of the rest of the world did, if you pieced it together, it would be around the low $800 million mark, around $820, $830, if I remember correctly, as far as the worldwide debut of Avengers Infinity War. So that leads me to believe if the advance and people going into it 
is anywhere near what has been reported and that 20% jump is there, there is a good possibility, however slight it is, that it could reach $1 billion by the end of the weekend. Your thoughts on that, even that just mind-boggling possibility, there are some things to talk about as far as what may prevent it, but your thoughts on the possibility of it even approaching a billion dollars by the end of Sunday. You know, I'm not going to say that it will, but I, I honestly, like, I have a very strong inclination to think that it will, because you look at AMC and Fandango, their websites being down just the massive amount. I was even in Barnes and Noble today, and there's this guy in there who's asking, apparently he knew the person there, but he was asking like, hey, I know like this, uh, the theater up there, do you know if they have any tickets for in-game? And she was saying, no, like we, as in, it was supposed to be an employee event, we were supposed to go out to see in-game and the tickets were all sold out. So I don't, I think there's a strong possibility that it'll reach a billion before even the weekend's over. And that wouldn't surprise me because like we've discussed before, this is the pop culture event of our lifetime, man. Like this is, there's never been anything like this. Like this far surpasses even Star Wars. And that says quite a lot. So I don't think that there is, I don't want to claim that it's going to cross a billion. I strongly believe in the possibility that, that it might. And you were also talking about all the websites crashing when tickets first started going on sale. That included Adam.com, like you said, Fandango.com, AMC.com. And all these theaters are now extending their operations. AMC announced all over the country that they're telling theaters to go ahead and stay open around the clock and doing so. In the Philippines and other places around the world, they're also doing the same. They're doing around the clock type deals as far as 24 7 at least for the first three to five days that they will be actually running the movie because it is three hours long. If it was just a normal average everyday type of number showings, you will lose one showing a day just because the fact that the movie itself is so long. But if there are extra showings, I know more theaters are staying open, maybe not 24 seven, but adding more screens adding more showtimes earlier and later to go ahead and compensate for that. In fact, it is playing domestically in over 4,600 theaters, which is actually the largest ever opening for a domestic film here in the United States. So that's that's just mind-boggling. And there is a possibility it could reach a billion dollars by the end of the weekend, which would be a record and would be just so amazing for everyone involved. It is something, like I said, this is the pop culture event of this generation. You've mentioned, like I said, of our lifetime, you and I are probably both agree that Star Wars Episode Nine coming out later this year is going to do very well, but it's not going to do anywhere near the level of what Avengers Endgame is just about ready to do. Right, because this could be the biggest movie of an entire generation. You know, what does it say? about a film that crashes ticket websites within 48 hours of it going on sale. That, that's, that's unheard of. That has never happened before. And I have never seen a franchise of movies like the Marvel films bring people together in the way that Endgame has. You know, this is something that, you know, forget, forget all the social issues going on, right? Like, this is the, the first time a movie that I have ever seen a movie cause us all to put all of our crap aside and just band together in this fact like oh what is going to happen to our favorite heroes and that is something that i've honestly never seen that happen so say what you will about it but like i just i feel like this is something that people are going to be talking about for a long time 
this is the first time I've seen people of, you know, all kinds of ages trying to get tickets to this movie. And this is something that, you know, it's weird because it could bring our entire society together, which is something that has never been done before as far as, you know, films go. No, I, I haven't seen this kind of hype in a long, long time. I mean, I told you before I remarked about the story back in 1984, Empire Strikes Back and the hysteria and the hype for that. But the advanced hype, I'm not sure matches what the level of Avengers Endgame was. I was only 11 at the time, so I really didn't have much of a clue on what was going on and why I was standing in the middle of the line at four o'clock in the morning. And then when I came out of the theater after I saw what, well, you know, all the good stuff as far as the Darth Vader and the shock and the surprise and the actual movie is concerned, I saw the mile long of weight of people that was there. I mean, I didn't realize at that time exactly everything that was going on. And we're just now at this point in time, it's just so, so overwhelming that there could be so much interest in one particular property. And this is something that's built up over the course of 10 plus years, 22 films. It's just so amazing to be a part of this. I feel like I've invested so much time into it. And I didn't even jump on early on until the really right around the Avengers myself. So I've gone back and, and invested all my time in checking out everything and being there after that point in time and paying attention to everything that's going on because it has now become so much of a staple of pop culture. Let me ask you this, my friend, as we continue talking about Avengers Endgame, because there's so much to talk about when it comes to this movie. Do you see this movie down the road eclipsing Avatar? Because that's the big number. After what happens this weekend, the big number is $2.8 billion dollars. That's done worldwide by Avatar. I think that's a hard one to reach, but if it does a billion in its first five days, that's not out of the realm of possibility as well. You know, I think that if Avengers does not beat Avatar, then the whole formula for box office numbers is going to be shattered because we have all these Avatar films coming out. And that was one of the few properties that Fox decided to keep because they just announced a lot of sales of a lot of the stuff they are working on. If the Avengers property, which has been something that has been consistently out for the past 10 years, does not surpass Avatar, then it really shows that we cannot logically predict box office numbers because it is all over the place. If something, you know, if Avatar is a film that came out, what, 10 years ago, I don't, I don't know exactly when it came out, but if that scores so high and then Avengers who has, you know, Marvel has two to three films come out every year, if they can't surpass Avatar then I think that box office numbers truly are unpredictable and there's no way that we can ever tell what's going to surpass what because it just it all depends on the mood of the viewer and in, in certain cases that's fairly unpredictable. You're listening to the Pop Culture Cosmos. Don't touch that dial. Wait, do, do people still use dials? Looking for an edge? The next time you take on your favorite video game, then check out Vitabrace High Performance Gamer Wristbands. Packed with the power of fruit seed oil, Vitabrace is clinically proven to help improve performance, giving you a better gaming experience. Head to MiracleFruitOil.com and use the promo code MEDIA10 to get $10 off your Vitabrace purchase. Whether you're looking to beat the time on your latest speedrun or are fighting your way to the top on your favorite multiplayer or battle royale, Vitabrace can help you reach your gaming goals. Buy Vitabrace today at MiracleFruitOil.com. That's MiracleFruitOil.com. Vitabrace. Win with it.
So we have it here, my friend. The big numbers there, 1 billion in five days, 2.8 billion overall. I think it's a possibility on each. I'm not sure it will fly, but we'll have to wait and see. It all depends on the international market and how much they weigh in with their say. If they are behind it, I think there's a possibility that it can happen. I think there's a real possibility this could be the definitive movie. Whether or not it gets $3 billion, I think that's out of uh, kind of out of reach. I don't know. Am I, am I wrong on that? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like passing a billion dollars would be great. But again, like I, I mean, $3 billion? Maybe uh, we'll we'll see because I mean this is a huge thing and a lot of people it's the threat or fear of not being able to see it before everybody starts talking about it and this is where you know the age of relevance really helps a lot of films but it's the fe- it's the threat of somebody spoiling the movie before you get to see it and you know of course we're you know we're seeing it on Friday morning but it's just one of those things where like you don't want to be able to just go on Facebook or Instagram or or Yahoo or whatever and be able to see 20 articles spoiling the movie. So they have that working in their favor. But I am encouraged by the initial signs, my friend, of some of the reviews out there. Obviously, they're spoiler-free. And I don't, anytime they get even close to being spoiler, I just turn it right off. I don't want to know. I just want to know, is it good? Is it not good? What's the general consensus? So I know going in, in my mind, that I'm going to be able to really enjoy it and not have to nitpick it to death even though I probably will end up nitpicking it to death. But I want to tell everybody, yes, we will have a general conversation at our Level Up Expo panel called Pop Culture Cosmos Live on the discussion of Avengers Endgame. But I know not everybody will have seen it by then, both by Monday or also as well, have been able to go ahead and have the chance to watch it when they're at the panel so maybe we should do a spoiler cast and have it set by Wednesday for the Pop Culture Cosmos channel. How does that sound, my friend? Yeah, hey, I'll be down, man. I'm gonna be out there all weekend, so you let me know what you want to do, and we'll we'll sit down and record it. That sounds almost like a threat. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, we're not all gonna be back together again until Christmas, so it might we might as well just sit down and hash out our thoughts, right? We're all seeing it together, so we might as well. Absolutely, we'll sit down somewhere in Las Vegas. Maybe not at the Level Up Expo per se, but we'll sit down somewhere, maybe even here at the Glassford House right here and chill out and and, uh, go ahead and and run it from there. I'm looking forward to it, my friend. Just so many good things about it that's coming up. It is going to be an awesome, awesome time for anybody that is enjoying pop culture. You know, there's some skeptics and some people out there that are saying that people like us have no lives, that people like us are just undesirables and things of that nature. I've heard that in in recent weeks about individuals so excited for Avengers Endgame or individuals so excited for Star Wars or Game of Thrones or anything else that their pop culture. I've heard some disparaging things made by a select few. And you know what? I think it's just a matter of jealousy because I don't think they're able to go ahead and, and comprehend the type of atmosphere and fun that this generates. Yeah, I agree. We have kind of killed that whole culture, right, of waiting in line to go see movies. So people, a lot of people, and especially with Redbox and Netflix, Disney Plus or whatever, a lot of people are just, would rather wait until it comes out and they can watch it in their living room. The last movie I remember people lining up for was the last Harry Potter. That was a good movie, but it's not really something you don't rush to the theater anymore. There's no longer a threat of like, oh, my gosh, are they still going to have tickets? Because you can always get tickets to something. And it's the same thing with all types of media and all that. But like this could be the very last film of its kind of our generation. 
True, because it could be a day where day and date coming to the theaters, it could be right there on your TV screens. That that model may change, although the theater owners of the world will probably try to fight that off. But it is coming sooner rather than later where the day is come where major releases are both day and date released on both home and also the theater format. That could be, you know, by that could be by the time the next major event in the Marvel Cinematic Universe takes place. So we'll have to wait and see for that down the road. But it is Avengers Endgame this weekend. We're excited to find out and tell you about what's going on with Captain America, Iron Man, Hulk, and all the rest. It's just going to be such a great time trying to figure out what's going on with Black Widow, Hawkeye, War Machine, the whole nine yards. Does everybody get resurrected? Does some of our favorite heroes die. Can you bring some Kleenex? I think we're going to need some Kleenex. Oh, it's already packed, man. The Kleenex, it's all good. We're, we're good, man. All right. Because you and I both think that basically off of just what knowledge that we have and the fact we cover it so regularly, that there probably will be one, if not more heroes will be dying during the course of what goes on in Avengers Endgame. I'm, I'm pretty sure what? of that going in. What? What are you talking about? Nobody's going to die. They've assured me Noah's going to die. It's all good, man. You know, Chris Evans, he, he's trying to backtrack what he said or, you know, in previous statements as far as him being gone from the MCU. Iron Man, you know, Robert Downey Jr., he's also said and indicated that he might not be long for this Marvel Cinematic Universe. Other individuals as well have said that their contracts have run out. There are others that may be doing stuff like Black Widow is doing a movie, but if that's set in the past, she doesn't need to be a part of the future per se. I hope she is, but I'm not sure if she will be. So she could be somebody that could be killed off. Hawkeye, yes, he has a series coming up for Disney+, Plus, but that could also be set in the past. So it's very interesting to see where all these things will be laid out this weekend. And like I said, we're going to bring you our thoughts very soon on Avengers Endgame, both a regular non-spoiler review for our Monday show and a spoiler cast on Avengers Endgame coming soon after. What are your thoughts on Avengers Endgame? Have you seen it already? Are you going to check it out this weekend? Are you going to be part of the biggest pop culture event of our generation? Share us your thoughts, popculturecosmos at yahoo.com. Also as well, popculturecosmos, Humanica Media, and Game Source on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as well. Well, coming up next, I've got a great guest for us here. It's going to be Sam Petrelia. He's the guy behind Bullhorn, the great podcast app you've got to go ahead and get for those who really love their podcasts, whether you like just one podcast or many, it is probably the preeminent podcast app out there, and he's going to tell you why coming up after the break, plus his opinions on Game of Thrones and the Marvel Cinematic Universe as well. This is the PCC Multiverse. Get ready for Box Art, a gaming docuseries from Pyre Productions and Rob McCallum Films. If you love video games, chances are there's a box cover or cover image that you love and has stuck with you for decades. In our series, Box Art, we travel across North America to visit with the unknown illustrators and artists responsible for creating the most iconic gaming images of all time. What was once scheduled to be a 90-minute documentary is now a six-episode season packed with unbelievable tales that paint a picture of the gaming industry you've never imagined. Just one of the many pop culture projects from Rob McCallum, Empire Productions. And we're back with the program once again. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here. You know what? It's a great time for pop culture. There's Game of Thrones winding down its season. There's Avengers Endgame exploding all over the place this weekend. 
and there's a whole bunch of podcasts and related things out there as far as in the podcast world, along with great podcasts like ours, of course, that you need to go ahead and check out and listen to. And what better app for you to listen to all these great programs than the Bullhorn app that we've got right here. And what do you know? The Pop Culture Cosmos comes out for me right up there on the Bullhorn app. With the Bullhorn app, there's a lot of great things going on with it. And here to explain what's going on with that Bullhorn app is the man himself behind Bullhorn. He is just someone I had a chance to speak to at NAB 2019 and just had a great time. And I invited him here on the show. It is Sam Petrea. Sam, just great to have you on the show. Hey, Gerald. Thanks for having me. Great intro, too. I really appreciate that. Well, I try to make it as, as nice and as, as warm and as ingratiating as possible, but I, I apologize to everyone out there if it comes off a little cheesy from time to time, but you know, it, it's a great app. I wanted to go ahead and, and get that over to everybody out there, how much I enjoyed it. I, you know, I signed up for it last year. I love the little reminders it gives me. Uh, as I told you at NAB, you it's did. not obtrusive. It's very nice and organized and streamlined. It gets you where you need to go and what you want to listen to, correct? Correct, correct. So yeah, we're, we're trying to, in the kind of like an age of like every app being super complex, we're trying to keep it pretty simple. And our goal is trying to be as inclusive as possible. So a lot of apps now are offering, hey, you got to do a premium subscription service or to upgrade to get away from the ads, you have to do that and that. That's not our goal right now. Our goal is to give the user the best possible experience. And then when you came up to me at NAB and you said, hey, your app was like, you know, I really like using it. it shows up well for my show and stuff like that that just made my day we're still pretty in like i wouldn't i wouldn't say infant but we're still in the kind of you know the launch phase we're about like 95 percent baked but we're working and it's great and we're getting more and more users every day so it's a very very exciting time for us it is when you use the bullhorn app like i said it's not overly uh, out there it doesn't just like explode all over your phone when there's a new program coming up that you've actually assigned yourself with or subscribed to it's right there for you and discreetly tells you right there in a nice, convenient, neat little package, hey, you're the latest episode of your favorite show has popped up. Got to listen to it whenever you can because it's right there for you. When you go through the interface, it's really easy to use. And I also wanted to mention that if you go ahead and look at the homepage, there's some free audiobooks there as well to listen to. Yeah, you're right. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to aggregate as much free audio content there is out there. The audiobooks that are on Bullhorn are actually like the free books that are available to the public. So they're kind of like the classics. They're like Shakespeare, The Art of War, like Moby Dick. So it's the kind of classics that most people, you know, haven't really got the chance to read, but they're free and available to the public. So we found a few kind of links and threw them up on the Bullhorn. And now we're kind of, you know, educating people with along with podcasts and free audiobooks. It's pretty cool. Absolutely. And what is the type of feedback that you got from other podcasters such as myself? So one of the main features or one of the main differentiators of Bullhorn is our data-free option. So right now in the podcast space, there's really two ways to listen to podcasts. One, you can download when you're at home, when you're connected to Wi-Fi, or you can download using data. And then the second way is just streaming. So you just press that play button and you stream and you listen. Both these options use data. What we're coming into the space and we're introducing a new way to listen. And every time you press the play button on the Bullhorn app, let's say I want to listen to this episode right now. When I press that play button, I'm giving a third option. And that third option is to actually dial a phone number to listen to the podcast. 
It's like you're on the phone call and you're using your unlimited minutes plan instead of your data plan. So you're saving a little bit of money. Oh, that's awesome indeed. And once again, it's Sam Petroia of bullhorn.fm. You got to check out his amazing app either on PC, but also, of course, everybody's on a mobile phone. So you got to mm -hmm. go ahead and download the app immediately, immediately. <laughs> When you go ahead and go to the App Store, either Android, Google Play, or obviously the iPhone App Store as well. My friend, I'll tell you what, it's just been great talking to you about Bullhorn, but you know, I've said a lot of great things about it, but right. you've got to convince everybody out there why they need to go ahead and switch from the bulkier, harder to use interfaces of some of the other guys that are out there. Why do they need to go ahead and switch to Bullhorn? Because like you said already, it could potentially save them a lot of money, but also has a lot of other great benefits as well. Right. Yeah. So I'll, I'll keep it short for your listeners. It's really the three main points that I like to say is one, we're completely free. There's no premium version and there's no in-app ads. We're trying to give you the best experience. Number two, it's beautifully designed and it's chock full of all the features you would expect a podcast app to have. I'm super proud of my design team. I'm super proud of my development team. The app we've really put together is really great. And then the third option is it allows you to listen to the podcast without using your data plan. Was there any type of inspiration that caused by this? Because, you know, obviously there were a lot of podcast catchers out there, even when Bullhorn first came into the marketplace. But right. what was the motivation behind it? So it's actually kind of an interesting story. And I would say I'm, I'm in a very lucky, fortunate, or blessed situation, whatever word you want to use. But I was a project manager of a product that this my company was making. And then the guy I was working under, the product manager, quit unexpectedly one day. It was like a weird kind of set of circumstances. He didn't even give us two weeks. And we were kind of all just left in this kind of like, like limbo period. So I, as like the next kind of person in line, I kind of got all our ducks in order and said, hey, what if we pivoted this app? Because we're making an app, we're making a broadcasting app. What if we pivoted this app to use our phone network? Because our parent company owns the phone network that everyone calls in on. What if we used our phone network for a podcasting? Podcasting is really hot. I think we can maybe hit a home run here. Let's try it. So from then on, we've kind of just been, we've tried, you know, we, we take an honest and we're trying to take like a funny approach to podcasting apps. We say around the office, we're not the Netflix of podcasting. Everyone wants to be the Netflix of podcasting. We don't want to be the Netflix of podcasting. We just want to give the users the best experience and give them a data-free option. Come this time next year, you might be saying you want to be the Disney Plus of podcasting, but you know. Yeah, we'll yeah. yeah. Disney Plus, we'll have all the Mandalorian episodes and stuff like that. Exactly, exactly. And all the different type of Avenger shows that are going to be out there, the numerous ones that have been added or rumored or talked about or underway in production. It's just so funny that this Marvel universe has been exploding as it is. But your app, your app has just been a tremendous gift for us as far as podcast listeners. I listen to several podcasts a week outside of my own. And using Bullhorn, the interface has just made it so much easier for me. And, uh, you know, like you said, it is just something that I think a lot of people would love to get into, especially if they have limited data plans, as a lot of different cell phone carriers out there are trying to go ahead and target on. Because it was funny, when data first started, everybody was throwing out unlimited data plans. But right. as it's gotten older and gotten to where, hey, look, everybody's calling less, but on their phone more for data, maybe want to go ahead and switch that around. And you're your company, Bullhorn, and your app is doing a service to others as far as heading into that direction. Yeah, it's pretty cool. We see like on a daily average, about 20% of our users decide to dial in to listen to the podcast, their, their preferred podcast rather than stream. 
So it's, it's, it's cool. You know, you, we, you give people an option to do something to save them money and whether or not they want to do it or not. Like I'm not, we're, we don't try to force the data free option on anyone. Uh, we just say, Hey, you know, you can call the listen and people pick it up and people start using it. So it's, it's pretty exciting. Uh, it is pretty exciting indeed. And I'll tell you what, I am now a hooked user on Bullhorn. I know everybody out there, if they get a chance to use it, they'll be happy with it as well. I just appreciate as far as everything you're talking about when it comes to Bullhorn. And you know what? We cannot go without talking a little bit of pop culture because it's pop culture cosmos, my friend. Absolutely. And, that's and what I, I, knew, I was. That's the thing I was surprised about is when you got back to me and you said, you know what? I got to talk about Marvel. I got to talk <laughs> about Game of Thrones. I got to talk about pop culture with you, Gerald. And it's like, okay, no problem with me. So you know what? It is Avengers Endgame. It's exploding all over. And at the time we recorded this, it's already hit over $100 million in China alone in a little over, let's say, 24 hours, 24, 28 hours, whatnot. Absolutely. It is exploding all over. Watch out for the spoilers and watch out for the pirated videos out there. But yeah. your thoughts on Avengers Endgame, when are you going to see it? And what are you hoping for when you go see Avengers Endgame? Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I had actually bought tickets with my roommates to see it on Friday, but I am a little bit concerned. I think I'm going to have to delete Instagram and Twitter for all of Thursday and Friday day, because I know the spoilers are going to be hot. People are going to want to ruin the movie for everyone. So I'm going to stay vigilant, stay away from the spoilers. I'm a big anti-spoiler guy. I can't stand spoilers. Like I don't even watch the episode preview of Game of Thrones because I don't, I want to know nothing. I want to be completely ignorant. I want to be completely caught off guard. But yeah, so I'll be seeing it Friday. Are you seeing it the day of? No, unfortunately, due to a charity event that we're hosting at Pop Culture Cosmos, we're all seeing it on Friday, actually yeah, okay. Friday morning. I promise I won't spoil it for you because we'll probably get the jump on you on that. But when you sit down for Avengers Endgame, what are you hoping for as far as a climax? What will make you satisfied as a Marvel fan? So obviously, like, you want the good guys to win, but I'm really impressed with how this franchise has evolved. And they're, it's like a very mature kind of franchise in like a mature universe. Like no, no superhero is essentially off limits. Right. So I'm ready for some heartbreak and I'm, I'm, I'm looking for some heartbreak. I don't, I have my, I had some suspicions of who will die and like stuff like that. A few little theories, but I'm looking for heartbreak. I'm looking for my heart to get ripped out. And I think this will almost like it'll be like a phoenix kind of a thing. I think a lot of like the heroes will die, but I think there will be a rebirth in this franchise, and, and, and so it'll be interesting to see where it goes going forward. Now you talked about that as far as being a gut wrencher for you when you go ahead and check it out, and that's what you're hoping for. That's obviously because you you have such tremendous memories from the past of the what 22 movies already in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So I want to hear your thoughts on a Marvel memory that touched you the deepest and how it will tie into Avengers Endgame. Oh, wow. That's a good question. Yeah. So I would say I, I just remember like the Iron Man movies. I remember being so into those. I remember, I think like I took one of my first dates with my girlfriend, my, well, ex-girlfriend, is we went to a drive-in movie theater and we saw Iron Man and we were just like glued to the screen. And it was like a really cool experience because, you know, there's not too many drive-in movie theaters anymore. So we like had to seek it out and then seeing it there. And I don't know. I don't want to talk more on like the theories of like, okay, basically I think Iron Man's going to die. I don't know why, but I just feel like his time has come. And to see that kind of like eclipse and for that to end is just going to be so sad for me. Because it's like one that you like look up to because it was like a superhero. He wasn't perfect, 
right? But he like keeps trying to better himself every single like movie. He gets more kind of like noble, always trying to do what's right. And then just to see something like that end will just be heart wrenching. And there are a lot of other people that like you that are big fans of Iron Man and seeing his evolution as an individual as much as a character. I mean, yes, the Mark suits have gotten up and up and up and they've upped the ante, you know, going right. from, you know, how he had to construct it before to a nano suit shown in the in Infinity War. Um, and, but it's it's where he's gone as a person. I think what a lot of people have liked the most about Robert Downey Jr.'s involvement of it and how he so brilliantly played the role time in and time out across that whole entire arc of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's it, it, I, it's just cool because he's a super like I would say Cap like Captain America. He's very kind of like almost too perfect in a way. While Iron Man is he, you can really like almost sympathize with him because he's not perfect and he's always trying harder. And it seems like he kind of fails in a way. It's very like human superhero in that because he also doesn't have any superpowers. And you remember in Captain America Civil War, he wanted to punch Captain America in his perfect teeth. So yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yes. Uh, and that, well, what I want to ask you uh, next about the, well, finally touching upon one of the big things with Avengers Endgame is this is hitting the hype train at its highest level for Marvel. And yeah. obviously there is going to be a come down for not only the MCU itself, but also for the audience that's watching it. Do you think it will ever hit the same hype and heights again as far as the enthusiasm, the inspiration the storytelling narrative, it's all in tune into an all-time high. Do you think it'll ever hit those heights again in maybe even 5, 10, even 20 years down the line? I want to say I'm hopeful yes, but I don't think so. Like, all, like I, I, I would like to think that this Marvel Universe kind of almost snuck up on us, that it was slowly kind of built. Like, at first it was kind of a Hulk movie, then Iron Man, and then they started tying all these in together, and then the way they tied in all the characters, like all these huge main characters that had whole movies devoted to them in just like small little snippets in Infinity War. And I thought they did an excellent job at that. And then to have like a, like a villain like Thanos come in and, you know, essentially eliminate half the universe. I don't know how you get a bigger villain than him. And I mean, maybe I'm a little ignorant to the whole Marvel universe, but I don't know how you get a bigger villain than him and how you top like how well these characters have been crafted and then let's say ha like let's just put a blanket on like half of them are gone i don't know how you can how you can repeat that in my mind it, it would take like another 20 years probably that's a good summation i have a tendency to agree with you it is going to be hard for the Marvel Cinematic Universe to repeat itself to the point where there's going to be that cataclysmic event that bonds and ties and connects all these superheroes together has us invested in it 100% and has us committed to actually watch one singular event such as what's going on with Avengers Endgame this weekend. So you're right. It, there's a lot to live up to, but hey, it's going to be fun watching over the next few years and Marvel getting that shot and chance to try to go ahead and, and repeat what's going on this weekend with Avengers Endgame. Right, right. I'd love for them to repeat something like this again. I mean, it, also, it's the fact that it's three hours, like – so I, I don't know your opinion on that, but I love the fact that it's three hours. Oh, I, I mean, Lord of the Rings was one of the first things that I got to. I never was involved with the books, but I sat down for Lord of the Rings. And that, you know, is a very long movie. All, In fact, all three of them. And I love the extended versions. 
because it, yeah. it sharpens that narrative even more. So I have no problems with three hours. Josh and I, for 2017, our best movie of the year was Blade Runner 2049, which in itself was a very long movie closing in on the three-hour mark. So if it tells a great narrative and keeps you entrenched and entranced in the movie, I have no problem with a three-hour movie. And I don't think anybody else should. But if you're not, if you're like, let's say, a casual fan or somebody that's not really into the Marvel Cinematic Universe and actually has to go to it or whatnot and be dragged into it, there may be those issues where the three hours is going to be an issue. But for us as Marvel fans, I don't see a problem with it. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I saw a tweet on Twitter where there was someone was complaining about it being three hours and someone responded, make it four hours, you cowards. <laughs> I just thought that was so funny. They might have enough deleted footage for that, but you never know. You never, we'll have to wait for the Blu-ray to come out to find out. Yeah, I'd love the extended, to see the extended version of, of this movie. Once again, I'm on with Sam Petrelia. He is the man behind Bullhorn. You got to check out that awesome app today on the Google Play Store and also the App Store as well for Apple. It's an awesome podcast app, which you can not only listen to our show, but what a gazillion other podcasts out there as far as it's concerned. Have it all neatly tied up into one very tight spot that's easy to navigate through that is really enjoyable and very, very convenient to use. It is the Bullhorn app. And I'll tell you what, Sam, one last thing we got to talk about before you head on out, and that is Game of Thrones, man. Episode three is coming out this weekend. I mean, this is just like pop culture overload with, yeah. with Game of Thrones and, and also Avengers Endgame coming out. And that could be one of the reasons why Avengers Endgame might not hit a record because everybody's so tuned into the Game of Thrones. But I want to ask you, we're well into the season now, and there's a lot of stuff going on. Your thoughts on Game of Thrones. I have some thoughts as well with the Night King and what may happen ultimately, but right. your thoughts so far as getting into and preparing for that cataclysmic battle that's coming very soon. Right. So I want to I take a break and say, first of all, thank you for the bullhorn shout out again. And two, I am like absolutely honored that you're interviewing me before Endgame and before the Battle of Winterfell. Like that, this is just way too much content, way too many characters for one man to too big of a burden, but I will give you my thoughts. Absolutely. So let's talk about what characters we think will die next episode. Let's just start with two. Just, I, I mean, the, the prospectus and everybody out there thinks anyone from one to the entire cast could be dead outside of Cersei, people believe, when it comes to the whole thing. But I'm going to give you just two. Give me two names out there that you think will die is a definite as far yeah, as the top okay, yeah. there's there's there i would say there's like probably like four or five that are absolutely safe and then maybe another seven that are in danger potentially but then i think the for sure two dead ones i don't think there's any way gray worm makes it out and i don't think and with with last episode with brianna tarth getting knighted like her her character arc is complete it's time for, it's we're gonna get our hearts broken i agree with you a hundred percent on because Yes, you know, as soon as she got that night, it's like, okay, yeah, that's your death certificate right there in a nutshell. And then Jorah getting Heartsbane as well. And then that little scene when Podrick's singing the song, and he's kind of outside the gate, and he's, like, preparing the front line, and he's on his horse. Like, the first time I watched it, I got to admit, I, like, I was kind of like, okay, this is kind of corny. And, like, the second time I watched it, I was like, all right, this is just beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Like, so many people are going to die next episode. It's all, it's all, it's so much hype. I can't wait. Isn't the episode four going to be the one where there's going to be the cataclysmic battle? 
I thought it was episode three, but you could be right. With, with the way the second episode ended, I mean, it looked like they were like, there wasn't a mile in between the Army of the Dead and Winterfell. That's true. And it, they were closing in on it. It just it seemed to me, uh, and I, well, I can't tell you about the trailer because the trailer kind of actually gives me that impetus to thinking that it might be, oh, okay. they, they, they might be another episode away. I thought episode four was, because I know there is going to be an episode, according to what has been stated, that is exclusively devoted to the entire battle. So wow. it may start in episode three. And that's some good thoughts from you there is that it may actually start in episode three. And by episode four, you just you will see the pretty much the whole shebang just flying all over the place, dragons all over the place, you know, breathing fire on everything. They the white walkers turning, you know, maybe other people into zombies and that, that just that those, those thoughts of, of what could be happening with what's going on. And it, it's just such a tremendous, tremendous thing just to be seeing here with game of Thrones. I want to ask you with the events that's taking place in the game of Thrones. And if the war ends and there are some who survive, who ultimately ends up sitting upon the iron throne? I think it's Jon Snow personally. I think too many things point to Jon Snow. Maybe Daenerys. I don't buy the theory that George R. R. Martin's really trying to put the Night King on the throne. But the one problem I do have with the show version is I don't know. I mean, we don't know this in the books either. I want to know the Night King's true intentions. Like to me, him just being like representing death and bringing death upon everyone. I, 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 I need more. I need more. I want to like, I want to see whether it's a brand flashback or something. So we know that he was created by the children of the forest with that. Like they, it looked like dragon glass they shoved into his heart and that eventually the children of the forest and the, the first men, they combined forces and they like defeated the night King. But I want to know his like whole backstory. Like we've seen him like take Craster's kids, turn them into white walkers. He's kind of built this little white walker army and this army of the dead but I like need to know more. I want to know who he is, whether or not he, I know there's theories out there that say he's actually a Stark, like a far ancestor of the Stark and actually related to Jon Snow and Bran, Sansa and Arya. But I just want to know, cause I, I'm not buying, if, if it's just that he is death and that's it. And he's just like this quiet guy that doesn't say anything. And he's just bringing this huge army. I'll be a little disappointed if I'm honest. What do you think is going to go on with Cersei? Because Yes, at, at this point in time, it looks like she's betrayed everyone else out there by not sending her troops over. But in the end, do you think she might do the noble thing? Or do you think that will cost her in some form or fashion so that she will not end up sitting upon the Iron Throne? I think there's zero chance she ends up sitting on the Iron Throne. I, and I don't believe she'll do the noble thing. She will fight to the teeth to maintain her position in King's Landing and as some sort of queen of some parts of Westeros. But yeah, I, I see Jamie's character arc and his like whole kind of redemption story leading back to Cersei, especially with the moment that Jamie just had with Bran and whether or not that Jamie eventually kills Cersei, which I kind of think will happen. It kind of, it kind of makes sense with the parallels between Cersei being the mad queen and then Jamie killing the mad king. So does he kill the mad queen as well and the mad king? I think that's a cool story and that's a cool redemption arc. I think it is as too, if it, if it comes to pass mm -hmm. and I just think it, it's going to end up being an awesome season of game of Thrones. I asked you this on Avengers Endgame, but as you sit down to watch the final episodes of game of Thrones, 
Has it been everything that you've been hoping for? And what do you think will end up finally happening when all the dust is settled when it comes to the Game of Thrones? Overall, I've been really, really impressed with Game of Thrones. On kind of like a whole macro level, HBO's success with Game of Thrones and the fandom over Game of Thrones has inspired companies like Amazon to like, what, was it like a billion dollars? They bought like the Lord of the Rings, right? They're putting all this money into production. There's just all these rival shows and it's really like the golden age of content in my mind. And so I welcome it. It's a bummer that Game of Thrones ending, but I think it's really like a generational kind of show. Like I love Lucy or like a friend's but it rivals that in its kind of scope because it's like global, it's worldwide, it's you know fantasy, but it's it's political, it's drama and everything. It's, re- it's really, really cool. It's something people are going to talk about for years to come. And you're right, it is one of those generational TV shows that not only comes once, it, pretty much in some person's lifetime, similar to what you talked about with I Love Lucy and Friends. It just, it's that show that will, will live on many years after it's done. And like you, I'm just looking forward to just a tremendous ending from whatever they're going to do and however it's going to end up and whoever's going to be sitting upon the Iron Throne. It's just going to be very cool to watch when we all sit down to watch the final episodes of the Game of Thrones. Absolutely. Absolutely. And one last thing before we head on out, I got to ask you once again, why Bullhorn? The app is out there, the future for it, and some of the things that you hope everybody comes to learn about your awesome Bullhorn app. Thank you again for the shout out. So what I would say is it's pretty, it's free, and it lets you listen to podcasts data free. There you go. That's a great combination right there for you. Once again, it is Sam Petraria. He's the man behind the Bullhorn podcast app. If you're like me and you listen to a lot of podcasts, even one podcast, doesn't matter. Or if you just love to learn more about the podcast world and check out some awesome podcasts from around the globe, Check out the Bullhorn app today. It's available, again, in the app stores on both your iPhone and Android phones. Or check out all the information you want on bullhorn.fm. Sam, it's just been a great pleasure to talk to you and speak to you about everything pop culture and, of course, everything about Bullhorn. I hope we can have more conversations in the future. And anything you need from us here at the Pop Culture Cosmos, we are truly glad to help you in any way possible. Thanks, Gerald. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate you you having me on and your kind words about Bullhorn. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And you know what? After our conversation, I think I'm going to check out more on my Bullhorn app. You're listening to the Pop Culture Cosmos. If you're tired of sifting through flea markets for rare and unique games, we can help. Retro City Games in Henderson, Nevada, only five minutes from the Las Vegas Strip, has all your favorite gaming staples, classics, and a wide selection of rare games with new stuff always appearing on our shelves. Come in and chat with Nicole or Doug about your love of games and watch as they help you complete your collection or find your childhood favorite. And don't forget, Retro City Games loves trade-ins. So if you have any Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Sega, Xbox, PlayStation, or even PC games, come in and visit Retro City Games today. Welcome to the new metropolis of gaming, Retro City Games. All right, and we're back to close out the show live right here at the Retro City Games Charity Game Night. That's right, we're here again. Guys, introduce yourselves for the last segment of the show today on the PCC Multiverse. Who's here with me? Josh is here. I'm, I've, I've been on the whole show, though. You guys know that. You've been listening since the beginning, and I'm but here. here now. I'm here now, and I'm joined by... My name is Chad, and you know, my name is Hyperschmidt. Chad Smith, and I'm here. I get to help host because, unfortunately, Trudai, Travis, still recovering. He had a 
appendectomy. So selfish. How dare How he? Dare he let he? his appendix explode yeah. before coming out to Las he Vegas. He really planned better. I know. It was purely, yeah. purely so, cosmetic. So selfish. The surgery was purely cosmetic. Well, you know what was great is because at the beginning of the show, you were in another state. At the end of the show, you're now here. I wonder if that's uh, any record breaking. Right there, there you go. It is. It is right after the commercials. But it's all about having long enough commercials. There yeah, you go. Long enough commercials. Who else is here? Who else is here? Justin, aka Big Dog, just uh, one part of the topic off of the show that is the uh, Humanica Media umbrella of terror. Hi, I'm Octavio from uh, Go Bros Gaming, local Las Vegas group here. You stone. <laughs> oh yeah, applause yeah, all go. around. Hey. Yeah, no, I love being on here. But uh, hi, or actually goodbye, right? This is the end. Well, this is closing. It's, it's, it's closing. the beginning of the it's end. It's closing. It's the last segment of the PCC Multiverse. We just thank everybody for listening. You know what? I want to give a special thank you to Sam Petrelia of Bullhorn. If you are into podcasts of any kind, if you got one or you got many, check out the Bullhorn app today. He was just so tremendous, him talking about Bullhorn, Marvel, Game of Thrones, the whole nine yards. Just cannot thank him enough for being a part of today's broadcast. We're here at the Retro City Games Charity Game Night, and it's just before we are going to Avengers Endgame. Any last thoughts on the way out when it comes to Avengers Endgame? You're excited? I, I, Should I, I say tell. my prediction? Can I? Yeah. It's very obscure and small. So, so I think Groot's arm that is made on the Stormbreaker on the Stormbreaker is some sort of DNA link that Ant-Man is going to be able to use to pull a cer- some people back in through. That's my guess, but... Hey, call me crazy. So, People are taking bets, so I hear. His arm is a gateway to another because it's dimension. Because still, there's the, a part of him was not banished. Oh, uh, okay. All right. So because of that, maybe Ant-Man's able to enter the, you know, the microverse. We'll see. That just, but now it's just on record. I haven't seen the movie. So you, you called it first? Yeah. I called it first. first. There you go. Ladies there you go. Gentlemen. But one last thing I want to talk to you about. Well, Justin, what are you excited for? You you got a lot of anticipation for it? I mean, we're oh, yeah, check yeah, it out Well, tomorrow. it's it's the culmination of, uh, what? Two decades worth of films. Wow. You know, there's what's the number of films? Twenty-two. Twenty-two films. This is the you know supposed to be the culmination, the crescendo of these this series, this, this story. So it'd be nice to see it come to a close. I agree with you, man. It's going to be something special to see. In fact, by the time you hear this and the time this plays, we'll actually already have seen it. So we're we're all excited for it, amped up. Once again, it is. We're right here at the Retro City Games Charity Game Night. I know you wanted to say something, Chad. I was going to say, I was right. There you go. <laughs> We're all going to be going out the theater. He was right. Well, we'll add that in afterwards. Bleep. <laughs> <laughs> he just gets censored. One last thing to talk to you out of, guys, and that is they didn't announce a title today, but Bond 25 was officially underway. It's, it's filming. It's, it's coming out sometime in the near future. They did announce a title, but they did announce the villain. Queen. There you go. Rami Malek, who won the Academy Award for portraying Freddie Mercury in Bohemian Rhapsody, is the next Bond villain, similar to what Christoph Waltz in the last, wasn't it the last one in 2014? Yes. Yeah, so. Do we know at all if that's if he's tied to Spectre? That, they don't say. Yeah, is oh, it yeah. continuing that story arc, or is that story arc over? It was nice because that always connected all the movies, right? The, the Spectre. So wait, it was well, because the newer franchise is the first time that they weren't a standalone. Each movie wasn't standalone. It had an overarching story over several movies. Yeah. Now, this is Daniel Craig also. This right. his still, last film. Still. Supposedly still his last film. Wow. I was, as a Bond. As Bond. Octavia, what do you think, man? Oh, well, I was thinking, well, one, Daniel Craig. I like him, but, you know, I think he's, he's had his time as Bond. What do you I'm, think of Pierce Brosnan? 
Pierce Brosnan. I love him. Really? Love okay. Him. I, okay, he's, but he's, I don't think I think I think he's getting up there. Now. All right, guys. Okay. Before we head on out, your favorite Bond, starting with you. Go, Roger Moore. I I'm a fan of. I like Daniel Craig. I think he's he's here, probably here. he's probably here my here favorite. I do I do really like the Sean Connery one. So. Oh, do you? I'm gonna have to go Connery because it was my first Bond movie, Doctor No. So that's what got me into it. So I'm going to say Dr. John I'm gonna, Connery. I'm going with Daniel Craig. I love Pierce Brosnan as Remington Steele. He should have had the role much sooner in his career. In fact, at Agreed. one time he was tied to it, but because of his Remington Steele priorities, I mean, really? basically that he was contractually oh. obligated to finish that series as wow. best as possible. Okay. So basically he wasn't able to become James Bond as soon as... You like and what's his name it was in the interim the one that right before him Timothy Dalton Timothy Dalton Timothy, yeah the Rocketeer yeah. yeah he he actually got the job I believe because Pierce Brosnan could not get it at that time and wow. eventually yeah. he did and I thought he was very good but I do have to go with OG Sean Connery yeah. I do have to go with Sean Connery R- R- James Bond if you could if you could pick the next Bond who would you pick to play Bond Idris Elba really yeah Henry Cavill that's that's my pick. That's good. Oh, hold on, I gotta, I gotta do like the scene in the bathroom and mission. Gotta shake, We're gonna have to, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna computer impose a mustache on him and post. Donald no. Glover. Oh jeez, no. Leave Chad. Just, just, just get up and go. I'm saying we're done. Donald Glover can do almost anything. He man. got. I can see it. Oh look at here, you got him on your shirt. There you go. Well, if he can I do really like Donald Glover. Him, I mean, the guy can do anything. Right. I'm gonna go Tom Hiddleston. Oh okay. Uh, okay. Or Michael Fassbender. Okay. Or Michael Either of the X-Men boys. Liam Neeson. <laughs> Just kidding. A little too old, but he can pull <laughs> off the older Connery. Are, are we talking like my my dream actor? If you, if you, could, if you, could, if you could cast the next Bond. And you were giving the next, you know, yay or nay on who the next Bond would be. Oh my gosh. It would, for me, like I'm, I'm a, I like Idris Elba as a, as a pick for James Bond. There you go. There you go. The Coachella DJ himself. There you go. Okay, he's a second close, like a close second for me. Nice, nice. Just, you know why? Because they didn't give him a poster in Avengers Endgame. Heimdall got no love. What? You know he actually hates that role. Yeah, I was reading that he hates that role. Like that was that was one of those paycheck roles for him. Really? That you know what? That being a professional means you got to take some of those sometimes. So did Anthony Hopkins. That's true. Yeah, yeah, there you go. But a little bit too late for Anthony Hopkins, but it could have worked maybe about 20, 30 years ago. So. Yeah. All right, guys, that's going to do it for us right here. Once again, we want to thank everybody for listening to us right here at the PCC Multiverse and just cannot thank you enough for, for listening to all of our shows. Once again, if you are any chance you want to come by Retro City Games this weekend or you want to head and see us at the Level Up Expo, we'll be there Saturday for our own panel at the Level Up Expo. For ticket information, LVLUPEXPO.com. That's levelupexpo.com. We'll have already been at Samstown watching the movie, so unfortunately can't join us there. But please, Level Up Expo this weekend. You want to check it out. Pop Culture Cosmos Live will be available. We're going to be right there for you. A big-time panel, having lots of fun. Topicocalypse, Hyperschmidt, Vettius, possibly even Serious Damage now. They want to come over and be a part of it. Go Brothers Gaming, Game Source. Everybody's going to be there. We just hope you will be too. We're going to have lots of fun this weekend. Any last thoughts from you guys, uh, you know, what's going on with Avengers Endgame or anything on this weekend? Any last thoughts? I want to send, send some love to Travis. Get, get, better, get better, dude. Yeah, feel better, Travis. Feel better, Travis. Please. Oh. You selfish. You selfish. <laughs>
Avengers, excited. Avengers, yeah. Yes, yes, it is going to be a humongous weekend. One of the biggest of this generation. Go check it out this weekend. Let us know your thoughts. PopCultureCosmos at Yahoo.com. So for Justin, Chad, Octavio, and also as well, Mr. Josh himself, this is Gerald Glassford. It's another beautiful day in paradise right here in the PCC multiverse. We thank you so much for listening. And here's hoping you guys have yourselves a great day. Let's talk about the Flopcast. Where every week we drink a lot of coffee and we talk about comic books, movies, conventions, music, Saturday morning cartoons. Oh, don't forget the coffee. Lots of weird, obscure pop culture stuff from the 70s and 80s. And chickens. Yeah, chickens. This will be the stupidest half hour of your week. We guarantee it. You can find us on the ESO network. And flopcast.net You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping through Amazon.com or the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com The ESO Network your station for all things geek. Tangent Bound Network. Let your voice be heard. TangentBoundNetwork.com Thanks so much for downloading the Pop Culture Cosmos and stay tuned as more great podcasts are on the way. Thanks again for listening to us here at the Pop Culture Cosmos.